The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom. With Jason Ross. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. like a line to Jermaine in this one you know, you know like I don't know who this was it's one of the one of the non-Michael Jacksons it's Bo Bo Jackson and then like Michael just we never really dissect the song and then Michael comes in and is just right after Jesse right after yes Michael Jackson was good at the music Really good at the music. And that's uh, the theme of the show today. Welcome in. I'm Dave. That's Jason. Good morning on a Wednesday. Boy, it's uh, in some ways the week is just jamming by. and In other ways, it's taking forever. Oh, it's taking forever. Can we just get to Sunday, please? I'm so ready. So I was almost like coughing over there before I get my coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got the uh, the coffee machine my uh, my sister, my daughter broke. I got the replacement yesterday. Okay. Uh, the, same thing or same thing? I'm not walking over there before I get my coffee. Same thing. Won't happen again. Well, she's not allowed. We went through the whole thing yesterday. I was like, um, all right, so new coffee machine. Let's set some ground rules. When is it okay for you? when when is it acceptable for you to use the coffee machine? She's like, "Well, I'm like, never. It's never acceptable. Wow. Never. Not going to teach her how to fish. Not even if there's a fire. Are you allowed to touch this thing? I will eventually. But not for a while. She literally touched it the day after I got it and it broke. If well, I was her, I would be praying that you broke it like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> she 100% is. She still thinks that I broke it and I'm blaming her. I'm like, bro, oh. you're the one that dumped the grounds in the thing and it's all over the thing. Like, Maybe come you on. You did man. something prior to and you don't know it. Please. Please. And you know what? By the way, even if I did, which I didn't, it's my coffee machine. Mm. If I'm going to, someone's going to break it, it better be me. Here's the problem that only makes like it doesn't make a drink enough to uh, to to be in my travel mug. Like it makes those size like mm-hmm. the Starbucks small size. So I'm trying to figure out like Maybe do I broke it? Oh, like do I augment it with like a still a pot of coffee? Because like I got it this morning. I'm like, Wee! I, I had two cups and I'm, man, feeling mm-hmm. great. Yeah, a couple of macchiatos, a little foamed milk, so great grinds of beans. So. I'm going to get over this thing in like two weeks. I know this. It's just going to end up being a big sit on the counter. Right next to the slicer. <laughs> Pastrami slicer. Uh-huh. And the aerated spikes for the... Have you, hey. When was the last time you used those? Uh, <laughs> truthfully, I used them 
I I didn't use them this last season. I used them the season before. I didn't use them this last season. No, this is true because my back lawn is like great now. And I don't. And Maybe because you used it before. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Is it because of the spikes? But I did. I should have had video taken of me just clomping around the backyard step by step with these spiky shoes. And it aerated it. Now it's now it's now it's great. Okay. So I, I didn't use it, but I still do have them. Um but you know, I mean too much stuff. Mm. Got a lot of crap. I still haven't I still haven't taken the Yodanas out of the box. <laughs> the frozen the frozen fruity thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, bring that in this summer. I'll leave that here. We can have a Yonanas. I don't even know why but then I like, oh, you can turn fruit into frozen yogurt. <laughs> and it's like, no, you just put this frozen fruit in there and like a drop of milk. And it basically just makes a slushy, I guess. I don't know. Oh, speaking of, big news. Big news. <laughs> Made fried chicken last night. Oh, yeah. First time ever. And? Well, you know, it's a, look. Let's be honest. It's a. I it, saw Chris's picture. I've that's my visual of what happened. Chris's. Oh, dude. Yeah. It, 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 well, it wasn't without complications. First off, it's a thing. Like making fried chicken's a thing. If you met, well, the, the way I mean, it's a thing because I I started out with buttermilk in a Ziploc bag, and I poured uh, some Cajun seasoning and some Frank's Red Hot in there and kind of mixed it up, and then I threw all the the chickens in there. And I, I put it in, like, a Safeway plastic bag, and it sat in the fridge overnight. So, for like, a full day, basically brined in the buttermilk. And then I get it out, and I have, uh, you know, some eggs mixed together, a little bit of water in there, and then some more Frank's Red Hot and Cajun seasoning in the egg wash. And then I have the flour thing and, like, a rectangular Tupperware thing. And I season that too. You gotta season everything, Jason. You know that's the thing. We don't season enough in this world. You gotta season everything. So I take the, I take the chicken out of the buttermilk, let it drip off, and then I spin it around in the flour, and then I put it in the egg wash, and then I put it back in the flour. So I double coated it. Okay. Put it all in a rack. Uh, the the uh, uh, a nice one. The 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 nice nice rack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, and then I've got the oil, 350, well, a little higher, 375, and then going for it. And then you fry it 10 to 12 minutes. I put it on a rack and let it be in the oven at like 180 degrees just to stay warm. And then I was, I was just randomly looking at, at YouTube recipes, and you know what? I took the rest of the buttermilk when I was done, and I put it in the flour, and I mixed it into like a slurry. And I cut up an onion and made onion rings. Oh, wow. It was pretty cool. Fun. Yeah, pretty easy, pretty fun. You just ring them out, put them in there, and, and onion ring. Let me tell you, man. Oh, my God. That's the way. That is my favorite way. to Fried chicken is number one hmm. to me. It is number one. And the thing is, is not only was the, 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 the breading nice and crunchy and yummy, but, like, the, the meat. Like, even if you just took meat with no breading and I was to give it to you, you'd be like, wow, I can... 100% taste of flavor. It, it had the right amount of salt, and little tiny bit of spice, but not like spice, just like not hot spice, just you could tell it was seasoned. Yeah. And it's like that is, and there's like chicken juice running down my finger because it's just, I was squeezing it together and you could just see the juices come out. And I'm like, this is, 
this is the way to go. The problem is it just, it's a bitch, man, because it's just so messy. Do you have one of those, uh, like screens? For uh, on top of the, uh, the the frying pan, the frying pan, I do. I didn't need it though because I used a pot, and then I had oh. the pot like maybe uh, half, not even half full, a little less than that, and it just drops down and just it wasn't it wasn't splattering. Oh, gotcha, or anything. Gotcha. It just just starts bubbling and and. How long do you it. know how to put? I mean, just till it's like golden brown. They said yeah. Uh, they said ten to twelve minutes. Obviously, dark meat longer. So I probably did the wings uh, on this side of ten minutes. I did the I did wings, thighs, and and drumsticks. And, uh, and I mean, honestly, the drumsticks are probably the best ones because it's just so you just pick them up. Yeah, it's easy to eat. You're done. It's dark meat. It's juicy. It's flavorful. I didn't do uh, what I, what I would do breasts. No. And, and honestly, I'd be interested to do not only a breast bone in, um, but also I, I, I'd be very, I think the next time I do it, I'm going to do like breast. I'll take a breast and kind of cut it in half, you know, lengthwise. And then put it in strips, oh. and, and then the same thing with like uh, some boneless, uh, boneless uh, thighs, and just coat those, and then do like sandwiches. Mm. Like I think that'd be a really good sandwich. Yeah, and you don't have to deal because the problem with like a fried chicken thigh is you just got to poke around for it. There's like right. a lot of There's different lot of work. bones and yeah. crap in there. But um, so the family like it. Well, everybody but my wife. My wife doesn't like fried chicken. She didn't even try it. Wow, she had a salad refuse to try it just won't doesn't like does not like fried like when we, there's there's two things that i when we divorce eventually it will uh, like the two best things other than peace in my mind will be uh sloppy joes and fried chicken because she does not like either one she does not we cannot do sloppy joes we the only time we can do sloppy joes when she's gone how often do you have sloppy joes not like not that often not often but enough. if you could dream scenario once a month Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. So is this the last oh. time, though, you're going to make fried chicken? Because now you know, is this going to go down the road of Sloppy Joe's? She has to be gone? No, because I think what I think the hybrid is going to be if I do the fried chicken, like what I just said. like the Because she loves, like, my barbecue chicken and all that. She loves okay. that. So I think if I what do. if you fried, like, some shrimp or something? I could, yeah. No, I mean, the sky's the limit. Yeah. The sky's the limit, Jason. But I, I, I think, honestly, um, if I do fried breast tenderloins and i do the the boneless scale size she'll eat those like if i do like little homemade nashville chicken sandwiches nashville sound not that hot she'll she'll eat those wait so she doesn't have a problem with it's chicken the bones. That is- <laughs> it's the bones she when i Make first boneless wings when i first met her she wouldn't eat any meat on the bone none and i got her now she'll she'll devour some ribs mm-hmm. like she she'll she's all about ribs but she's still a little bone adjacent <laughs> shut up chris um we know but here's the th- yeah but here's the thing about sloppy joe's let's go back to that sloppy joe's to me it just it's just one of the most perfect easy meals but i don't do i do fat fat person sloppy joe's like we don't just do like the hamburger bun and you put the sloppy joe on it mm-hmm. like can of manwich canwich right mm-hmm. maybe the spicy kind depends on what mood i'm in the hamburger right Put it all together, you got your you got your base. So you got the hamburger bun. Mm-hmm. All right, a little bit of mayonnaise on the bottom. Okay, a little bit of mayonnaise on the top. American cheese on top of the mayonnaise, and then you spoon the hot sloppy Joe mix on top of the cheese, which does two things. Number one, it melts the cheese. Number two, 
it binds the meat to the bun a little bit more so you don't have like the fallout sloppy hands and then boom dude i can pound like four of those you sloppy joe guy at all yeah i don't know the last i honestly don't know the last it's time it's so had one. easy it's hamburger buns yeah, yeah. meat and, and but there's so many more options you mean to eat in yeah. the world? Yeah. So you're not a sloppy Joe guy. I think the last time I had a sloppy Joe, Joe, I was 13. Do you? Okay. Well, let me ask you this. I'm not trying to say everyone should have sloppy Joes every day, but I'm saying like, do you have a, a specific aversion to it? No. It's just like on my list, it would probably be like 120. Wow. For me, sloppy Joes are like the Mark Burley of my rotation. Like they're not an ace. They're a, they're a fourth or fifth starter. But you want them in the Hall of Fame. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. Like, Sloppy Joes or something. And maybe I could combine it with, like, like I also will eat hamburger. I like hamburger helper. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that in forever. I like hamburger. That was a college staple. That's always something that's good to have. And, you know, we, we always have a couple of hamburger help, like the stroganoff, the lasagna one. Cheeseburger the, Mac. Cheeseburger Mac, absolutely. We always have a, a few of those. And, you know, you, you have those little frozen uh, ground beef chubs. Mm-hmm. You, you defrost them. You know, you're in a jam. And, hey, let's do some hamburger helper and so, some bread and butter, maybe a vegetable. And you, there's your meal. Easy. I would. That's a good end of the rotation situation. Have you ever done that with uh, turkey meat? No. Ground turkey? No. Yeah, I don't know if it would be any better. Just asking. Either one. Manwich? I don't like ground turkey. You don't? I don't. Okay. I don't like ground turkey. Is it the bones? It's just, I probably should. I've had turkey, I've had ground turkey tacos before. You can't tell. Yeah. But it's one of those things where if you tell me it's ground turkey, and I have no logical reason why. It's like I'm four. I just, I don't like ground, I'm not a ground turkey. I don't like turkey burgers. Get out of here with that. I like shake and bake. There's nothing wrong with shake and bake. There's nothing wrong with good shake and bake. Yeah. Shake and bake pork chop. There's nothing wrong with that. Shake and bake. bake. We got a big show for you today. Uh, Katie Christensen is going to join us at 8 a.m. Saw her briefly yesterday. She's back and unpacking and God knows what else. And, hey, there's a game tonight, and then she's home for five minutes, and then they're back <laughs> on the road. Uh, Jim Lass will uh, join us. It's always more with Jim yeah. Lass. 7 a.m. UC Davis. And they're about to uh, head to a tropical location yeah. but with a catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emil Fragoso will join us from Las Vegas and so much more. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Glad to glad to be with you. And uh, we'll lead it off next. Let's do it. Leading off the three top stories in the morning. Huge news. This is very important. Here's cut number one. Little handoff goes to Fox from Monk to Sabonis. Sabonis ball fake inside. Hands to Monk. Rolls inside to the rim and around and out. No good. Tip missed by Sabonis. He gets it back again. Feeds it out to Keegan. Fakes the three on Bogdanovich. Steps back. Launches the three. Scores the three. Huge shot from Keegan Murray. And what a night Keegan is having here in Motown. He's got a 30-point ball game for the second time this season. He's 5 of 7 from three-point range. And the Kings lead it by 11. Hey. Hey. Keegan. Murray. Yes, he'll be on display tonight. As will your Sacramento Kings, perhaps, for the very last time as we know them. Hmm. Well, trade deadline. Makes me a little sad. Really? Potentially. It would depend on who? Yeah. Who is the player that you would least be sad at if they got traded? Jason least Robinson? be sad. 
Unfair. Unfair question. Uh, yeah, Kings return home. They are taking on the Detroit Pistons. This should be a, a, a pretty straightforward, hey, the Pistons aren't great. The Kings are pretty good. Uh, kick them in the booty. But it's your Sacramento Kings, and it is a road trip they just came back from. And uh, hijinks very well will most likely ensue. Y'all want to take a guess as to what Vegas thinks the uh, the number will be? Sacramento by eight and a half. Ooh, that was the one I was going to go. Yeah. I'll say Kings by seven and a half. What you know, we have all been because I don't have the pressure of guessing, so I'm just being honest. Like I, I'm with you guys. Um, I think I probably would have said. I think I would have said eight and a half. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. And Vegas is really – what was the one that really got us? Was it um, – Kings were favored on somebody – the Pacers, I think. Yes, the Kings were favored. And, by the way, it worked out. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the Kings are favored by 12 and a half. Oh, wow. Which isn't outlandish, but also Vegas is usually pretty good at taking into account all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they're right. Yeah. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis has been – on an absolute heat tear, averaging uh, 19 points and like 14, almost a triple double. I think is it like 9.7 assists. He he's, he is for the uh, uh, for that road trip. He, he's really really good. He's really good, Jason. <laughs> yes, this and just in. This just in. We've got all your coverage tonight at 7 p.m. right here on the uh, Sporty 1140. Looking for them to just come out and just 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 come out and win the right way <laughs> comfortably. Comfortably strong because you know what you you, you got uh, day after tomorrow you have the Nuggets and uh, they ain't screwing around. No, you see the top of the West standings right now. Woof. Well, we have a new uh, sort of a new number. Yeah, one. percentage points, but four way tie basically for four first. way. I mean, there's percentage point lead for the Clippers. But. The Clips, Thunder, Wolves, and Nuggets are all basically in a four way tie. Thunder, Wolves, and Nuggets all have the exact same record. And uh, the Clippers won less in the loss. But the Clippers caught them. The Clippers have caught them. The Clippers right now, with that start they had, 19-4 and at home. And what was it, Jason? What did they – let me bring up their schedule. I know they lost six in a row. They were 3-7. and Yeah. And the opposite is, I want to say Minnesota, after their loss last night, I I think – since the new year, since January, like they're like yeah. ten and eight. Yeah, they're ten they're and nine. A little like nothing, bit. they're fine, but nothing. They they're going the other way a little bit. God, the Clippers are on a thirty-one and eight run. Also, by the way, it should be noted. Um, uh, <laughs> boy, Doc Rivers is just mm. not the guy. Mm. Not the guy, and. You know, I say that after for now. For now, yeah. Uh, the Bucks are now, I think, one and four, and in all four games, with the I think last night their biggest lead, the Bucks' biggest lead was seven or eight, and their other three losses they blew double digit leads. Wow. Uh, and and so they're they're not only losing, but they're blowing double digit leads, and now the Bucks have fallen into a a, a tie for third. They're a half game behind the Cavs for a second, and they're tied with the Knicks at 33-18. and 18. Uh, They have lost two in a row. I just I don't know what kind of nudie photos Doc has <laughs> on everybody. All right, cut number two, please. 
Cut number two. Like you said, you guys went four and two on the strip. The next time you guys will play will be after the trade deadline. Do you feel like, as a team, you guys have proven or shown why you guys should continue to, I guess, invest in this current group? This is what we have, so there's nothing else to talk about. It's reassuring. I, I I go on the record all the time saying how much uh, I, I love LeBron James and I, I love his career and, you know, I, I sing his praises, but I, I not everything's black and white, man. He is he is a whining with Winerton. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, you, you signed with this team. You got these moves that every year the Lakers make, like, it seems like more moves than anyone. They always find cap space. People migrate over there. It's like, dude, why don't you come up to Sacramento and play here and see, see how it really goes. Yeah. You know, and like, that's not, his comments aren't helping anyone. They're not helping his teammates. What, you think he's putting pressure on the GM? There's already pressure on the GM. Exactly. But more pressure on the coach. There's already a ton of pressure on the coach. Handle it behind the scenes. And I, I get the frustration. I understand that. But, brother, you had a big hand in, uh, and how this team looks in the first place. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is on, on if you'd have told me at the beginning of the year that both LeBron James and Anthony Davis would be playing in, in damn near every single game they've played. I mean, they've played 52 games, and Anthony Davis has played two more than LeBron. LeBron's missed six games. Anthony Davis has missed four. Austin Reeves has played in all 52. D'Angelo Russell has played in 48. Like, they've been healthy and when you look at the team on paper you've got russell james and anthony davis austin reeves at the two and you know the power forward with hatching more might be a little mm-hmm. but that 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 it's not a bad team on paper it should be better than the record and especially the way those two guys have played that's what i'm saying they're yeah. both playing well they are all stars yeah unlike uh De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis, but they're uh, just two games above 500. But again, it's LeBron. They also might be playing possum. We'll see. We'll see how that works out yeah. towards the end of the season. All right. We, we just kept it at two subjects, but there's a third cut in here. I don't know what it is. So give me cut number three. Cut number three. Matt, get in here with Charlie right now. Is everything right now? You tell Leona that if she wants me out of this chair, she better bring more than just a couple of guys. That's exactly what I'll f- tell her. I'm not f- Around, Charlie. Pete, I'm sealed. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. I f- everything up. It's gonna be all right. What the f- is going on? You're a f- newsman, Don. I ever tell you otherwise, you punch me in the face. Ah, the writing of Aaron Sorkin. Newsroom. <laughs> in the second most hilarious, not on purpose hilarious scene. I in, wanted to use that one, but it's a visual. Yeah. It's a visual. One of the one of the main 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 characters has a heart attack in the newsroom, and the 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 way they choreograph him going down after hitting his head on a desk, and the music that's playing, and the reactions, it, it it honestly is one of the most unintentionally funny things. I you know we'll break here. I look at the newsroom the much much like a, I look at the band the Rolling Stones. Honest to God. Like, 20% of the Rolling Stones catalog to me is some of the best classic rock I've ever heard. I love it to death. Okay, maybe 15%. And then the rest of it to me is just like, it's like, same thing with Pearl Jam. Like, 15% amazing music. The rest of it is just like, oh, we need to make songs. Mm. Same thing with Newsroom. Like, there's like 15% of Newsroom that I love that is super, super good. And I'm not even talking about the opening monologue, which is way overrated. I'm talking about in general. 
Uh, 85% of it is Aaron Sorkin writes women the way George Lucas writes romance. Hmm. In other words, they're both incredibly horrible at it. Um, and it's funny to go back and look at some of the Aaron Sorkin writings, even in West Wing. And Aaron had a couple blind spots. And uh, oh, that might have been help from his. Oh, from his his friend, uh, yes. the, his his nose friend. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. All right, we'll take a break. Thank you, Chris, for that. When we come back, it's kind of sucks sometimes working with somebody that knows you that well because he knew he knew what he was doing when he played that clip. When we come back, uh, hey, the Kings are back from the trip, Chase. Yes, they are, and uh, they've got they got some things to do. But let's look ahead to pre All Star break. Okay, and see what's uh, what's in front of these guys. Let's as do we it. talked about this week. Let's do it. You, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right, we'll do that coming up next. Dave Show with Jason Ross. Call or text at 916-339-1140. On Sacktown Sports. All right, the Kings are back. We got your coverage tonight, 7 p.m. Uh, interesting times. Uh, for the Sacramento Kings with this uh, trade deadline rapidly approaching. There's a uh, a note from a writer uh, whose name is Evan Sidry. Covers the MDA for uh, Forbes and SB Nation. And he says, At, uh, The Atlanta Hawks do not appear to have an offer on the table, including multiple first-round picks for Jante Murray, Atlanta's best return package for Murray. Uh might only include a good young player or expiring contract alongside wow. a first-round pick. So they're mulling over whether that type of return even makes sense to trade him. I would say this. I, number one, does Davion Mitchell qualify as a good young player? Hmm. Uh, but secondly, you know, the thing with Atlanta that's interesting is that Kings can have a little bit of maneuverability in the sense that they could trade, a, I believe, they could effectively trade uh, a first-round pick, and remove protections from the Kevin Herter pick mm-hmm. if they wanted to as part of the negotiation for a player on Atlanta. So maybe maybe Davion Mitchell and a pick doesn't do it, but could Davion Mitchell, a first-round pick, and, you know, top three protected? Uh, or hell, screw it. Don't even top three protected. Just give them, give it – it sounds great. Give it to them. What are the odds that – what is it, this year's – I think it's this year's pick. This year or next year's pick belongs to Atlanta – what are the odds it's going to be uh, number one? And if it is, well, we got bigger problems. Right. So right. take the protection. It's just that's the type of move that if you can get a guy like Murray for effectively Davion Mitchell, do it. Yeah, there's a couple of things that are going on. Seems like um, there was that that summer that the Timberwolves got Rudy Gobert and gave the Jazz everything. Yeah set that high of a mark and then they even traded Donovan Mitchell Donovan got Mitchell a bunch got everything. Um so everybody's kind of used that as a benchmark. I mean DeJounte Murray's been a former All-Star and I think he's a really good player and now that's all that may be coming back. Like that doesn't seem like enough. I think the other was too far. So this is interesting. I I know reading a lot of different things it sounds like it's going to be a little more difficult this year with some of the I forget what they call it, like the a- apron of why it's going to be so difficult to maybe make some trades this year. This Yes. So 
something to watch there. Um, and then the other one I wonder, I, I've heard this, whether it's accurate or not, but I think Murray and like others that have been stars before kind of want to be the the guy. Yeah, and I don't know if that hurt Siakam in a sense here. I mean, I think it would be really fun, the my observation to play with Fox and Sabonis. But if someone thinks they're that level or above already, then is that the right player to trade for? I'm not saying that's exactly how Murray feels, but it seemed like that was a little bit of the case with Siakam. I hope that's bit. I hope that's not the case with Murray. Yeah, I, I will say this in watching, in, in, you know, especially over the last few months. I, I had a knowledge of Dejounte Murray, but ever since he he kind of got on the the radar, if you will, yeah. um, I've I've watched pretty much anything that he had, you know, that he says or does. And I got to tell you, watching this guy interviewed uh, is 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 a blast. He is a he's a workaholic. He lives for basketball. He he seems like a good guy. Like uh, I saw one recently. He's like, yeah, I, I don't like. I, I'm a. He he would really fit in with this team. I like to stay home. Mm-hmm. I like to be with my family. Uh, I like to you know do my thing. Da 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 da. And and I I I think that's incredibly um that's incredibly attractive um. When you've got a guy that eats, breathes, and sleeps basketball, seems like a good person. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty-seven years old, just turned twenty-seven in September. And Jason, I'll take you back to just two years ago, his final year in San Antonio, and he averaged twenty-one points, nine point two assists, and eight point three rebounds, shooting uh, forty-six thirty-two or forty-six thirty-three and eighty. Right now, that's gone. He he's kind of stayed in the same range. Twenty-one twenty. He's averaging twenty-one and a half points again. Uh, this year, uh, his assists and rebounds are down to five one and five two, and he's shooting forty six thirty seven eighty three. But almost, if not more importantly, Jason, I don't want to get too dorky here, but when you you look at the the, the defensive stats, when he was with San Antonio, uh, his final year there, his defensive win shares were three point six. He lives kind of in the two and a half three range for defensive win shares. It's fallen a little bit with Atlanta, but these stats are vulnerable to your surroundings. Defense isn't a big deal for Atlanta. Just to put that into into uh, uh, perspective here, uh, he averages about two, two and a half defensive win shares per game. DeMontis Sabonis leads the team with three. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox is second at 1.8. Everybody's below that. So you're talking about a guy that instantly becomes really the, arguably the second best or I'd kind of put him with an engaged Fox, but a guy who is a plus defender, who has the ability to dish, who has the ability to rebound at six foot five. Yeah. And the idea of being able to plug a guy like that in to the, if you, if you plug him into the starting lineup and let's just say in this dream world, it was Davion a first and remove the protections. Well, now all of a sudden you've got Monk and Herter and Lyles as your second unit, or if he'd go for it and if it works, you could plug Monk into the starting lineup. And now you have Murray and Herter in the as your as your six and seven, which I I haven't looked at every NBA team, but when it comes to your backcourt off the bench, that has to be top five in the NBA to have DeJounte yeah. Murray and Kevin Herter. Yeah, I just, I mean, now let's go back to the beginning part. I just can't see Atlanta doing anything remotely for that. 
That's my thought. I mean, I'm Especially going. Especially when the rumors yeah. or the Lakers are into. Right. You know, are they going to be more desperate? What are they going to offer up? Um, I don't look at the Lakers as a team that has enough right now or the way they've been playing. Sure. So are they, they're probably more desperate than the Kings are and others. Well, the other problem with that, too, I'm not even thinking, but the other problem with that, too, is I don't think Mitchell for Murray works salary-wise either. No. So it would almost have to be like a – and that makes you wonder, okay, well, can you get away – would you want to get away with a Barnes-Mitchell first-round pick right. for DeJounte Murray? And would they do that? Yeah. I mean, what's – to me – when you're a team, you're, you're usually I, – I, I think the Kings would be in a better position if they had more expiring contracts. Yes. Of desirable players. So, to, your assets either generally are talent, um, obviously expiring contracts and picks. So, I think the Kings' best would be talent, but I don't know that they're wanting to deal some of their high-profile people. And really, I think what people would be looking at is, is like someone like Keegan. Yes. And then um, – Yes, the other part is picks, and I think that's that's their bigger chip. And honestly, if I'm Monty McNair, and I and I'm not, but I expect he shares this this thought too. Um, Keegan Murray isn't untouchable, but you're getting back a current All Star, yeah, him. like a a high level. I'm not saying it has to be Giannis, but I I think that's I think the range that they covet Keegan Murray when you factor in youth contract everything yeah. else. It's all star level. So if you're trying to value Keegan Murray as a mid level starter, you're way way off. And I don't blame him. That's exactly how I would value him too. Yeah, is that possible future all star? Right, because he hasn't made the jump. Like if you were to go down the road of trying to trade Fox or Sabonis, you already know built in their contracts, you're getting that kind of dollar figure back, which generally is a really good player. Right. So right. we're trading Keegan. You're right. going wait. He's under ten million. He's a terrific player on yeah. the way up, but you're not getting the same kind of value back. No, and he's under team control for what three more years? Something like that, two, or, two three, or three. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think two more than a, than an option, a, right? a team option. Uh, the Kings return against Detroit. This is just this goofy part of the trip we've been talking about all week. They uh, play tonight, seven p.m. Uh, Kings favored by twelve and a half. Uh, then Friday. Uh, I mean, <laughs> these next four games, man. Friday, they host the Nuggets, the defending champs, mm -hmm. uh, who are tied for the one seed in the Western Conference, Chase. Yes. Then Super Bowl Sunday, lead into your Super Bowl with the Kings and Thunder at noon. Another team tied for first. Another team tied for first. Uh, then you just simply go into Phoenix on Tuesday, not tied for first, but again. On your heel. Like, aren't they tied with the Kings, basically? They're a half game back. They're a half game back. Because not, not only do you have the four-way tie uh, for first place uh, in the Western Conference, yeah. but I believe I think their percentage points basically. I think they're tied with the Kings. Are they tied with the Kings? Let me look. If they have here. one more. No, win you're one correct. More you're correct. They are percentage points back. Uh, they're four uh, thousandths back, and then you have New Orleans a half game back of the Kings and Suns, and then the Mavericks two games back. Yeah. Of the Kings. So you you have kind of your first tier. Everyone's put together then your second tier everybody's put together and then you have the lakers and jazz at nine and ten on the edges of the play mm -hmm. and then you still got the warriors on the outside looking in i don't know if it's fair to say this i think it is the grizzlies blazers and spurs are, are probably almost certainly going to be non-factors yeah. houston seems to be coming back down to earth at that's interesting the 23 and 27 for the houston rockets and you know you remember those two they got from the sacramento kings and when they did, when they got those from, from Sacramento, it was right in the middle of a run where they were 6-3. and three. Yeah. And then ever since then, they've just been kind of hanging out mm -hmm. around 500. That surprised me a little bit. 
Um, you go to Phoenix, and then on the second night of a back-to-back, you're back in Denver. Uh, by the way, they're tied for the one seed yeah. in the Western Conference. An all-star getaway day. I mean, that game's that game is trouble. That game is that honestly, that game in Denver, if I were to guess right now, is gonna very much go the same way the game in Cleveland went. It's gonna look I think it's gonna look really similar. They're gonna stay with them, they're gonna play, but then as the game progresses they're going to start to tire down. It's going to end up being an 18, yeah. 20 point loss. Without knowing who's going to be available and all that, right now, I would say that game has a chance to be a Bowody best win of the season because I think. Oh, I totally agree. Probably a minimal chance to win that game. I completely agree. I think it would be the Bowody. Mm-hmm. I, I do. And by the way, over the years, every every year or two, the Kings have one of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what was it? There was one a few years back. Was it the Buddy Heald year? Uh, where they went down to L.A. to face the Clippers on the second end of a back-to-back. I, I want to say it might have been Denver and the Clippers or mm-hmm. vice versa, and they ended up winning both. And this was when they weren't good. Yeah. I, if, if I, I, For some reason, I remember Buddy Heald down in L.A., and it was one of those, uh, he makes a three, steals the inbound, yes. runs back, in makes corner. a three. Yeah, he came yeah, back yeah. big on the Clippers. One yeah. of those. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, and this is a very quick break, we got sounds from around the Super Bowl, media day two. Don't forget, we've got a meal coming up at nine, live from Las Vegas. Katie Christensen uh, at eight uh, as well. And uh, golly, so much more for you. Jim Les coming up in a few minutes as well. Don't go away. It's Dave, Jason, and Chris. We'll be right back. With the best in local sports. Just make it it's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. Chris was pointing out during the break that our guy Matt George got bit by the the uh, cold takes website. No. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let me find it here because. Here's the thing. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna stand in front of uh, uh, Matt here for a second. <laughs> they screenshot his tweet. Clippers are already the worst team in the Pacific Division. Might as well bring Harden over and keep it that way. <laughs> that was. That he was, was right for four games. He, he mm. was. I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna stand in front of uh, in front of Matt because seriously, you you can find probably about thirty of mine that are like, oh, James Harden, one and eight, shocker. And by the way. Let's not get all, you know, let's let's just let's let this thing play out. But right now, yeah. This, the, despite James Harden, they're doing amazing. That's it isn't I, still the uh, concern of injuries, right? So yes. everything's beautiful right now. And if they stay healthy, they can win this whole thing. I agree with you. Injuries are the concern. Mm-hmm. But if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are playing top of their game and you look at everything else, there there's there's not a team in the NBA they can't match up with. Mm-hmm. There is not a team in the NBA, especially defensively. Right. That's where it gets a little uh, a little uh, Sam Hinky for you. Uh, let's go back to um, Las Vegas. I, I'm, I'm down to play any Kadarius Tony clip there is. <laughs> you may or may not remember Tony going on Instagram Live and attacking the Chiefs and saying he wasn't injured when they said he was injured. Uh, he was asked about that yesterday. You went live, you know what I'm saying? 
What was the point of that? You know what I mean? Was that you trying to get your your version of the events out? Just kind of talk us through that process. Yeah, it, yeah, it kind of started that, but I, in the process of that, I get interrupted, so it got like a mixed message behind it, I guess you could say, and then a lot of footage got chopped up in the release, so it made it like I was attacking the one I love the most, like I made in the post, and I was saying, I was referring to. Uh, I never attacked the Chiefs, never said anything about the Chiefs, who I was referring to was the Giant fans or whatever people in my comment, you know what I'm saying, my comment box, not even on my live recording, so you wouldn't even know if they were there. But I was referring to them, which I shouldn't have. I, I just wanted to go out there. I feel like how you say get my message across as far as my injury. But I shouldn't have did that at the end of the day. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a man. At the end of the day, I can, uh, I can accept my mistakes just like I accept my wins, you know. But I'm just moving past that right now, you know. Well, that closes up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I feel a lot better now. now. I get it. Uh, Travis Kelsey on the new Taylor Swift album. Um, I have heard some of it, yes. And it is unbelievable. I can't wait for... Uh, her to shake up the world when it finally drops. Will she shake up the world? Has she done anything like that before? Dork. <laughs> I'm honestly that I'm I can feel a lot better now knowing that Travis Kelsey has listened to some of that new album. Cool. Uh, Andy Reid talked about. Let's get to football going against Kyle Shanahan. It's an honor to be able to go against him. I, I think he is one of the top. Why isn't every chief sounds like we talk Rivers cousin? What, what what is going on? What, what well, are they all? Hard my French. <laughs> what are they all? I mean, are, do they just yell always? Yes. Great googly moogly. <laughs> Golly. It's an honor to be able to go against him. <laughs> I, I think he is one of the top coaches in the National Football League, obviously. This isn't just a one-year thing for him. He's been doing this now for a while. So I have a ton of respect for him. He, he is a great offensive mind, but <clears throat> he's also very sharp on the, from a defensive standpoint on special teams, which makes him a great head football coach and a ton of respect for him. Look forward to the challenge of being able to do that uh, on Sunday. Would it be better if they just started talking trash? Just like, I have no he's respect. Yeah, he blew that lead. Yeah, against we beat him the, before, but do it again. Then do it again. Nothing's changed. But it was just like, they do that boxing and MMA. Why can't we bring that into this? Yeah. Just more and more, like, pfft. got nothing for us. Yep. We're the Jews. Uh, Travis Kelsey on the spotlight giving him energy. Everybody's, you know, subject to their own opinion on everything, but I um, I feel like it's only giving me energy, man. I'm, uh, I'm very fortunate to be in the position I am in life and to have the amazing things going for me. And you know what? I, uh, I'd be silly to find any negativity in what's going on in my life. Ain't no jitters for me, baby. I'm excited for this one, man. I don't dis. I can't dislike Travis Kelsey. I well, he's living his best life. Who cares? Yeah, dating Taylor Swift and in the Super Bowl. What like what a what a great time to be Travis Kelsey right it now. It is a good time to be Travis Kelsey. He's he got rings. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Dating uh, one of the most eligible bachelorettes in the world. Uh, he's in Vegas looking for another ring. Screw it. Why hate it? Why hate on that? I mean, I want his, I want him to suck on yeah, Sunday. But. It's happened a few times where an athlete maybe can be with someone that's higher profile, but it's rare, but it happens. Well, uh, isn't I don't even know who she is, but I don't live in that world. But isn't Chris McCaffrey's girlfriend like supermodel actress something whatever? Isn't, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. No, she's uh no. This is because I was actually I was actually really surprised here. Like my I know my wife and her friends all know and and my. 
my daughter all know who his girlfriend is, but like he's going to like all these Met galas and stuff. And Olivia Olivia Colpo um, is her name, and apparently she is like super duper duper model. Okay, yeah. Which I mean, like like uh, Giselle. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Uh, she. She is the the Christian McCaffrey of the modeling world, I guess they say. She can run and catch. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, she won Miss Rhode Island USA in the first pageant she ever entered. Uh, she represented the U.S. in the Miss Universe pageant, wow. which is crazy because there's a lot going on in the universe. Yes, like Miss America is one thing. Yeah, Miss Universe, you're dealing with Earth. That's a bit much. Jupiter. Yeah. Uranus, Pluto, not the dog. I don't think that was a planet anymore. Nah, it's the universe. Before. It could be anything, Jason. That's Good point. Exactly. Uh, I mean, she's she's. Have they been to the Milky Way galaxy? Mm, don't even know. She was in the Mass Singer. She's huh. got a restaurant. I mean, Taylor. Why doesn't McCaffrey get? Why don't we they show her more? Right. Why are they going to Why are we all up Copo? in arms about that? Why what? Why aren't we all up in arms about that? Right. Why why yes. Why is that? Or well, hey, Chris McCaffrey's dating Super Bowl. They don't show her every other play. Maybe that's maybe that's the take that those folks should have. Yeah, those yeah, folks. Those folks. All right, we'll take a break. Jim Les is gonna join us in uh just a couple minutes. We're gonna talk about uh UC Davis and uh the last week, the week coming up. But also, uh, we'll talk a little basketball and a little Super Bowl, I think, mm. with him as well. I'm kind of curious as to, over the years, if they ever had uh, Super Bowl parties on Airball One. <laughs> you know, waitresses, yeah. waiters, TVs. Yeah. Some of those little crab rangoons. Sloppy Joes. Sloppy Joes. Oh, a Sloppy Joe platter? My God. We'll ask him about that next.